Heart specialists should think more about the psychological health of their patients because poor mental health could be one of the causes of their heart condition. That's the conclusion from a group of Melbourne clinicians and researchers. Take atrial fibrillation, for example. Atrial fibrillation, or AF, is an underdiagnosed abnormality of your heart rhythm. It can cause breathlessness, palpitations, fatigue, and can even increase the risk of a stroke. Atrial fibrillation is becoming commoner and there are many causes from high blood pressure to blocked coronary arteries to post-heart surgery to congenital defects in the heart to excessive alcohol consumption. But despite the long list, there are still some people in whom the cause may not be solely physical but psychological, particularly when it comes to stress. Professor Peter Kistler is Head of Clinical Electrophysiology Research at the Baker Heart and Diabetes Institute in Melbourne and was one of the authors on this paper on atrial fibrillation and stress. Welcome to The Health Report. Thanks very much, Norman. What evidence is there that stress can cause atrial fibrillation? Because I think most cardiologists have resisted this idea and thought it was a myth. Yeah, I think that we've been aware of the relationship around stress and cardiovascular disease for a long time. I was actually having a look at a paper published in 1975, in fact, uh, that looked at the relationship between um, stress and hypertension and looked at yoga to reduce um, blood pressure. I suppose the challenge in medicine is finding an accurate tool to measure stress and I think that's part of the reason why it's been resisted somewhat. So what's the mechanism then? So you've got this arrhythmia, I mean the atrial fibrillation is the top of your heart kind of quivers and you don't get coherent messages going to the bottom of your heart and therefore the heart beats can be quite fast and irregularly. Why would stress induce that? So I, I suppose just firstly to define stress, essentially it's the perception that there are internal or external demands that exceed one's ability to, to cope. And I suppose we can think about acute stress and that classic flight-fright response. So if we're startled in some way or stressed, it stimulates what's called our sympathetic nervous system to react. And part of the way it reacts is it actually increases heart rate, dilates our pupils, we breathe faster, um, we get a little bit sweaty. So that's the sort of acute stress response. And just that stimulus can be enough to trigger arrhythmias. It actually also increases uh, the thickness of the blood. It modifies the immune capacity of the body. And so there's a whole host of ways. And then the chronic stress element actually leads to poor lifestyle choices. And we think that's the other way that... This is where you feel out of control of your life and, and like under pressure. You don't pressure. exercise, you don't sleep, you make poor diet choices, you gain weight, and that certainly feeds into AF and high blood pressure. So you would say that this needs to be listed as a cause. Now, if it's a cause, does stress reduction work in controlling atrial fibrillation? Because, I mean, yeah, basically, so you electrophysiologists are into some very invasive treatments, burning the pulmonary yeah. vein and the, art and the atrium with, you know, anyway, we'll go into that on this interview, but, you know, does it save you some of these invasive treatments? There's been one study, actually, from nearly 10 years ago, where they took just under 50 people um, and they followed them for three months and then got them to do uh, yoga uh, for three months. And they actually showed a reduction in number of AF episodes. Also, the coping with the symptoms of AF um, was reduced. But interestingly, overall heart rate came down a little bit. Blood pressure came down a little bit. So that sort of speaks to some of the mechanisms through which, you know, relaxation techniques and yoga 
might be able to work by modifying this sort of involuntary or autonomic nervous system. And implying what, and implicit in what you're saying is that even if it's not the cause, the anxiety that could be provoked by sudden palpitations could make it worse. Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of the time we just reassure people that they don't need to call an ambulance and come into the emergency department because they're having an episode of palpitations. Um, so they go into one of these relaxation modes. Now, your, your advice for cardiologists is to ask questions about people's psychological health. Yeah, one of the other points of this this review was really, I think as cardiologists, sometimes we focus too much on the physical symptoms that you um, described in the introduction and don't ask enough about anxiety and depression. And, and when we actually looked at this in a systematic way, one in three people had significant anxiety and depression and actually 20% of people expressed suicidal ideation in the context of their atrial fibrillation. And, you know, by just actively um, addressing these issues and, and by people better understanding their condition, um, you know, can allay a lot of these feelings. And if you're a patient, you shouldn't feel defensive that the cardiologist thinks it's all in your head. No, not at all. It's in your heart as well. Basically, it's all one. Luke, Peter, thanks for joining us. That's a pleasure, Norman. Thanks for having me. Professor Peter Kistler is head of electrophysiology at the Alfred Hospital in Melbourne and also head of electrophysiology research at the Baker Institute, which is just next door to the Alfred. And that's been The Health Report. We'll see you next week. with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.